0: Lemonade, freshly brought to you by Bless Vision Foundation. This episode is sponsored by Rotary Club of Quai Chong. The views and opinions expressed in the following interview are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or position of Bless Vision Foundation. Everyone, welcome to Lemonade tonight. Well, identity crisis is uh, the topics we usually talk about in previous episodes, and some of our guests also have the same problem, same situation they're encountering. Tonight, I have a special guest. She actually also facing and experienced identity crisis when she was um, in universities, and um, tonight she will share with us how she overcome all this, and now. Perfectly, actually, she got her job and uh, she found uh, herself. And um, she will share with us her story. And who she is, she is Helen. And now she is a paralegal in Patricia Ho and Associates. Hello, Helen. Hi, Carrie. (laughs) So great to have you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, Well, I know that um, before... Uh, we started an interview, we, we, we chit chat uh, for a while. I know that well, since you were in the primary schools, you've been studying four schools, right? And this four yes. schools not only in Hong Kong, but it's uh, Beijing, Hong Kong, Beijing, Hong Kong. Well, um, what do you feel when you need to travel a lot? Since in primary what is that feeling yes i think it's a mix of a bit of both
1: um i remember when i first i was seven years old um mm-hmm. and i was i went to primary school for two years in hong kong and then you know my dad just suddenly announced oh we're moving to beijing oh. um, and i had no idea where, where is it was it? <laughs> what it was like yeah. and then i remember like crying at home oh. um just, you know, it was a very sudden decision, right, and I was quite young Mm. and I remember my aunt was at the house and she was, like, consoling me Oh, don't worry, there's McDonald's in Beijing Uh. (laughs) and then after that Oh, okay, then it's fine, I can go (laughs)
0: Okay, only the McDonald's can set set you so happy (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, that was
1: when I was seven so, Mm. um, and there's been, you know a few other times after that, right? So after uh, I moved to Beijing it took some adjustments and I came back when I was nine and, you know, all these different different stories I guess when I was young um Mm -hmm. I I quite enjoyed it. Mm. You know, there were times that where it was very difficult, right? You're always adjusting to a new environment. and friends. And friends. Um, And, you know, there are always, like, language issues. For example, I went to a local school for two years and so my Chinese was better. And then when, so my my English wasn't very good Mm -hmm. when I, like, moved to an international school in Beijing. I remember, for example, sitting in a classroom and, like, not understanding anything and just, you know, things like that. So, you know it takes some adjustments but then there were also quite a lot of adventures right mm. you know as a kid yeah, you know, yeah. it's fun to travel and you know meet new mm.
0: people I oh. see so for all this school life from primary to um, until like university you have been experienced all this like come to this come to like a business trip (laughs) as a student's business trip oh how about finally you back to Hong Kong right you settle down in Hong Kong and you take the university in Hong Kong
1: yes what's happened after that um so yeah, when I moved back to Hong Kong, I think I was 17, um, and I went to university here. At first, actually, I didn't really want to come back. Y- uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but my mom, at that time, she was saying, oh, why don't you just try? Um, yeah. If Because um, I was born in Australia, so the plan was that um, in mm-hmm. Australia, their school calendar is a bit different because mm-hmm. it's in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh. So they, I think they start their school year in February instead oh. of... Okay. Like in the fall So it's like Why don't you try half a year in Hong Kong See if you like it If mm-hmm. you don't Then you can study in Australia mm-hmm. um, So you know I I first came back With kind of the mindset of You know I might not want to be here But mm-hmm. I'll just try it And yeah. then um, I you know Went through some identity crisis um, But in the end It was a place where I've learned to call home And
0: you know yeah. Find my
1: community here Wow
0: mm-hmm. And when you in Hong what, what is the identity crisis you would describe I mean when you came to Hong Kong before actually you, you have been in Hong Kong before it's like Beijing Hong Kong mm. Beijing Hong Kong but then in Hong Kong settle down why you will have that identity crisis feeling what makes you have that feeling
1: yeah Um. so I didn't really think about it so much when I like uh, when I was in secondary school, right? Because um, I was in an international school, everyone kind of felt the same. So when I first moved back to Hong Kong, it was difficult because I didn't necessarily call Hong Kong home because I spent my whole secondary school, my whole youth in Mm. Beijing. And, and, you know, my family is from Hong Kong. I speak Cantonese. Mm -hmm. um, So on the outside you know, yeah. people would assume that, you know, you're from Hong Kong, which is fine. But then inside, inside, I always felt like I, I didn't entirely belong or, you know, there were parts of me that I couldn't express mm. um, or if I would feel misunderstood, you know, all of these things that I had to navigate when I first came back to Hong
0: Kong. So how do you describe that feeling? And- Yeah. Yeah. When we feel someone misunderstanding your meaning, what will you do? And what was your feeling on that time?
1: Um, It was difficult because you always feel like you're being one part of yourself, but not your entire self. Or, you know, you'll be putting up a front of trying to connect with that person but you know sometimes it's difficult to have to tell your whole life story right when Right. You're, right. Just, you're just meeting people <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah, a day to day basis yeah right um, so too long story yeah, right? yeah and you don't want to explain so much because sometimes it's just not the right situation yes. obviously I'm happy to share my story um, so there's always just kind of this like navigation of mm. um, putting up a front and trying to connect with someone but at the same time maybe they're parts of myself that I wasn't able to fully articulate or express mm-hmm. um, yeah. what, what
0: you would do at that time to help yourself I mean
1: um, I think it took a lot of like self exploration in terms of trying to come to terms with my uh, and reflecting on my identity of who I was, you know, it wasn't always clear for me at that time, right? Mm, part mm. of it is also me trying to understand who I am. It's mm, not yeah, just yeah. about expressing yeah, right, right. who I am to others because I had to understand who I was well, myself well. first, Yeah, right, right? right? So part of the, the journey that I was learning at that time was was trying to understand who i was mm-hmm. um, where i belonged mm. what my upbringing was and how that was a part of my story that i had to accept um and to to ch- to appreciate Mm-mm. and to utilize that in mm-hmm. a positive way
0: Mm-mm-mm. yeah
1: so so it was it was difficult but it was also a very uh, interesting experience I guess that it kind of took me on that I didn't realize right Mm -hmm. when I first came back that Mm -hmm. I would go through all of this Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately I'm glad that you know I took the time to kind of have that reflection
0: Can I say that because before an interview you mentioned there is a program was hosted by the organization Breakthrough can I say that the program also helped you a lot in uh, help you to find yourself who you are where you belong which groups you belong
1: Yes, it almost felt like that program was designed just for me, (laughs) Um, because it was the year of they were piloting the program. Yeah, what is that Um,
0: program is about? Yes,
1: so Breakthrough um, in 2013, when I was in university, I think it was in like year two of Uh, the second year of my university, Mm -hmm. Um, they had a youth integration program. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. called the Global Youth Connect um, that brought together university students. So both like Hong Kong students, um, students from mainland China, Mm -hmm. and, you know, anyone that was interested, basically. Mm -hmm. And also the asylum seeker and refugee community, especially the youth Mm -hmm. in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And it was a psychosocial program. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we spent a lot of time together building community, trying to... uh, just share our stories, mm. learn about each other's lives. Um, we also, you know, went around to a lot of fun places in Hong Kong. Mm, mm, we visited uh, each mm, other's homes. Mm. Um, in yeah, in just kind of walking together and mm. sharing that life story. And through that, um, I really enjoyed that program. Mm. Before, I had very little understanding of you know what a refugee is, mm. or or you know where they were from, mm. and kind of yeah the struggles that they're going through. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I was able to connect with them Mm -hmm. um, on a very deep level, Um, I think, at the time. Because I was going through my own personal identity crisis, so to Mm -hmm. speak. And I also knew and could... um, And, you know, obviously, refugees also struggle in Hong Kong because, you know, they face discrimination or they've lost their home. They Mm. can't see their family. um, And they're also trying to find themselves in Hong Kong or trying to make Hong Kong a home for themselves. Mm. So in a way, even though we had very different life stories and backgrounds, Mm -hmm. I felt... Very much connected to them mm. in this process, and mm. I was also interested in you know through their lens, understanding what home means to them mm. what what is their identity what does yeah like for in especially in kind of an age of globalization right mm. um everything is so mobile right, right. Um, and you have all these populations and cultures um blending in together, mm. I think through the the refugee community, they were so open and welcoming that you know i felt like i could truly share my story and mm. be accepted in the community
0: oh so finding this program you you said you connected with them deep level isn't this where you find you connect with them in the process they're all like seems going through the same similar path right
1: yes mm.
0: so it's so good to listen to um helen's sharing and let's have a rest right now and then coming back we'll keep have helen with us and Well, I believe this program developed a lot of things, so see you later. have Helen with us well last part Helen said um she really find the groups finally that that she feel like deeply connected with okay Helen what did you do um to further chase this sense of belongings?
1: yeah so I you know throughout the year I got to understand and learn about the refugee community in Hong Kong yeah but I was also very uh driven and Mm. motivated to learn even more Mm. um, and to also understand kind of migration and forced displacement issues on a more global level. Mm. Uh, So I studied, uh, I took my postgraduate studies um, at at Oxford for a master's called the Master of Refugee and Forced Migration
0: Studies. Oh, how are you going to apply for Oxford? Wow, that's
1: so talent. How do you do that? Um, So I had a very uh, good mentor at Mm -hmm. that time. Uh, He was a university professor because at that time, yeah, I also didn't really think that, Mm -hmm. you know... um. Yeah, but he suggested, he, he also went to Oxford himself, like, mm-hmm. um, before. So it's like, oh, there's this really good program that, you know, you might be interested. You mm-hmm. know, it's about refugee studies. So, you know, at that time, I didn't even know it was a discipline that you can right. specialize in. Yeah, and then, yeah. so I uh, learned about it more and thought, you know, this was very relevant to my interest and passion in what I wanted to do for my career in the future. Mm. So, so yeah, I just applied. Um, oh, How do you
0: apply? I, I think everybody uh, want to know, right?
1: <laughs> it was actually uh, easier than I thought because there was no <gasps> interview
0: process. Um, There's no interview no process? No interview process. No exam?
1: No, no like, uh, a No very, exams. No exam? No test? No test. What did you do then? Um, all I had to do if I can remember correctly, is to just write like a written application, like a personal statement, um, mm. to explain why
0: you're interested in the program. What and did then... you write in? <laughs> I'm so interested to know what did you write in that application, in
1: application? letter. Um, yeah, I explained a little bit about uh, a little bit about what I mentioned actually before um, mm-hmm. about you know my my upbringing and yeah. a bit of my identity crisis and uh, how that on. Um, yeah, how my identity crisis, and through that, I was able to connect with the refugee community in Hong Kong, but also kind of from a more academic perspective, mm-hmm. um, what that means in the framework of, say, globalization mm-hmm. of how we um, have shifts and adaptation and fragmentation of you know this identity. So kind of more in an academic sense, mm-hmm. also you know what what. This population is mm. going through as a result of these more, you know, macro or global phenomenon. Mm. And then I think I talked a bit about kind of yeah my dreams and aspirations Yay. of what I want to do um, after my studies and and also you
0: share that. about your own like feeling how you feel about identity crisis something you read on the application letter yeah
1: I shared with them because so <laughs> courageous
0: and so bold <laughs> yeah and finally mm. they accept you and to yeah. study the, the master. Yes. Well, then, okay, after you studied a master in uh, Oxford, can you find what you want to find? I mean, the purpose of life, who you are, who are you?
1: Yeah, those are big questions. (laughs) (laughs) Sure! (laughs) Um, It was a process. So, yes, um, partly, I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, um, studying my postgraduate studies... um, gave me a deeper understanding of some of these issues that I cared about and gave me kind of a more critical perspective of uh, you know say for example refugee policies Mm -hmm. and what that looks like Mm -hmm. um, globally um, what are some of the the critiques on um, the way that we're responding to these issues um, it definitely gave me a better conceptual framework to understand Um, but at that time I think it also because I've been studying for so long so many years since I was in kindergarten I was so eager to work actually (laughs) like after my studies I was uh, I felt like you know, I was ready to,
0: to work, to, work, to, to do, do something. something. Exactly. Yeah. After mm.
1: taking in all this information, I yeah. needed to use it. So, you know, and so part of my career has also been this continuous process mm. of learning. And um, yeah, I think, and in the process, also developing my own purpose and mm. identity
0: and all of that. What is your purpose then of life? Wow, big questions, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. But, um, so I think... That's a big question. (laughs) Um, But I feel that the refugee population is something very close to my heart, um, just also because of my personal upbringing. So I do feel I have this devotion or this commitment to to devote my career into serving this population. Mm -hmm. Um, And through that, I think... Yeah, to get people to understand these issues more from an advocacy perspective, but also currently in my job, I'm able to support them in the more in the legal protection side of things. So I think there's a lot to explore mm-hmm. um, within this, and there's still a lot for me to learn.
0: Mm-hmm. So for and then before um, what is the purpose of your life, and then who you are now? i mean um before you always i, I heard is um, okay is that i, I uh, sometimes i partially find myself here and partially find myself there and uh seems belong to somewhere but seems not belong to somewhere so um, then who are you right now can you answer these questions after all these like studies yeah. working um
1: who i am <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still a learning process for me. I think it's definitely beyond kind of like national boundaries of, you know, I'm from Hong Kong or, you know, I'm from Beijing or, you know, I work with refugees. It's Mm -hmm. a combination of many things. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is who I am shouldn't be defined by, you know, these... These, yeah, at these identities, so to speak, in these categories mm-hmm. um, but I've learned to be more understanding of what's important to me um and and yeah, I guess it's still an ongoing process. It's very difficult to, to to say, you know, who I am, so to speak. But I know, you know, I've learned more about my values, you know, what's important to me, what my priorities are. You know, Hong Kong is now a place that I call home mm. after, you know, so many years of exploring. I know that... Um, even though Hong Kong is my home but you know for me my heart is also in so many other places and that's okay too um and and yeah I think it's difficult for us well for me anyway to to really define who I am but I through my work or through meeting other people you know I find bits and pieces of myself from being able to connect with others from being able to learn lessons um and yeah it's an ongoing process I would say
0: I really appreciate this answer because, yes, even now mm-hmm. many people are finding it's okay to admit that we are in the learning process. Everybody is, I am too, and uh, because we cannot tell exactly who I am until I know who I am, right? We were Every day is a learning process, so I appreciate the honest answer. We didn't. We do not need to pretend we know. If mm-hmm. we're just in the process, then we just admit that we are in the process, and that's okay. So um, so for everyone who's having the identity crisis, it's okay to have the crisis because everybody is in a finding. We are searching for direction. That's why we need to study. That's why we need to meet people. That's why we need to go this way and that place. We work here and work there. So I, I really appreciate Helen, but at least I can feel you. Helen, you have courage to find and you have courage to to chase for what you want. I'm you know, when I talk to you I'm so surprised that what you just go to Osford by by write an application letter, but you are so bold. At least you won't turn down this opportunity. You won't say no to yourself. Mm. You will try and you will write a letter and you will declare what you are now. And because of the onus and you take the master of Osford and that is so good. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for um, Helen, your sharing today. So at the very last part, I usually ask my guests is um, Do you have any suggestion to home who faced identity crisis?
1: Um, yeah. Or encouragement. Encouragement. I would see it not as so much of a crisis. Right. Mm. Um, to frame it as it's the process. It's a learning process. It's life experience. right? Um, it's identity. But, you know, that can be a lot of different things, too. You don't have to fit yourself into a certain box or to be able to articulate in a few sentences. Right. Like, I couldn't. Um, what your identity is. That's right. fine. I think. You know part of that is just it's a learning process it's self-reflection um, yeah and it's okay to to be more than you know everyone is more than one identity right we're like made out of so many different aspects so of true. our life yeah. so it's just about um being able to tell our story and you know being able to to own up to you know who we are and what we've been through and you know where we're headed and all of these different things
0: yeah that is so good and just learn to embrace ourselves and to love ourselves and this is the way to find who we are and let us enjoy this process together thank you so much Helen thank you so so much Carrie (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone and good night we'll see you next week
2: Welcome to Cantonese Time, 廣東話時間! Flora, I want to add some greens at my place. Do you know where I can get some plants? You have asked the right person. As locals, we usually go to Farho, which is a famous flower market in Prince Edward. Um, But I don't have much budget for that. Are things in Fahoe expensive? Not at all. Fa is famous for reasonable prices and variety. Let's go together. Wow, there are so many options here. Do you have any suggestions? How about Hong like Ba Ho? Maidit Hong, Ba mong Mao? I like them because they are very nice herbs. Flora, what are they? Ba is mint. But Le is thyme. My dit is rosemary. Leng Mong is lemongrass. These are all Heng herbs commonly used in cooking. That's brilliant. By planting Bohong mint, Bale thyme, my rosemary, and Lengmo Her lemongrass, I can save a lot because buying Heng from supermarkets are very expensive. Mm, I like lo too. Lo is easy to plant and have a lot of functions. What is lo wui? Lo wui is aloe vera. It can be used as cosmetics, medicine and food. That sounds good too. Flora, I also want to have some flowers at home. Do you have any recommendation? How about funnichal lavender? I love its nice purple colour and sweet, calming smell. Mui roses can definitely make your place more elegant too. Taiyang Fa sunflower is also a good choice which brings energy into your home. Oh, I love all of them. I will get some fun nicho lavender for my room. Mui roses for the living room. And Taiyung sunflowers for the kitchen then. Sounds good, let's go.